Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this special issue, we will address how God can speak to us using unique filters in our lives. Our God is such a creative God, and he speaks clearly through many, many different types of filters. For example, God speaks to me often through movie clips and song lyrics. I'll be watching a movie, and then suddenly the Lord will give me some spiritual awareness that's connected to the story or the movie theme and a biblical principle that matches it. And I simply must write it down. For several years, I wrote a video blog where the Lord would show me things from film clips. I would find the clips on websites like Wing Clips and Sermon Spice, and then write about what the Lord showed me through them. I didn't know at the time that God was preparing me for the assignment to write clips that move mountains, which was my first book that includes 23 film clips illustrating biblical principles needed to walk out your journey to the abundant Christian life. I'll talk more about how God speaks to me through lyric videos in a future episode when we talk about how God speaks through music. But today I have a special guest who recently received a brand new way that God is speaking through her. And I wanted her to share her story and some revelation that she has received from the Lord through this unique filter. Cindy Feebig is from Denver, Colorado, and she is a member of my Spirit Life Circle. Welcome, Cindy. Hello. I'm glad to be with you. So happy that you're here. Please introduce yourself and let us know what your connection is to Spirit Life Circles and what God has done in your life in the last couple of years, leading you to the moment we'll get to as soon as you're done with that intro. Okay. Well, I'm a grandma and basically I'm a housewife right now. I met Patty through the CLU. Christian Leadership University. Thank you. Christian Leadership University. And I started in your group about two and a half years ago. And you've been teaching me about how to not only hear God's voice, but also see Jesus in prayer. And it's an amazing technique. It's so simple. It's always been there in the scripture, but I never knew it. It was, it's one of those things that you read and it never sinks in and you don't realize it. And so I began using this for writing journals, my prayer journals, and the Lord has given me some wonderful revelation. To begin with, it was about, oh, 20 years ago, I started having epileptic seizures and it led to the point where I finally could not work anymore. And the Lord gave me a vision where he spoke healing to me. And because of Patty's coaching, she was able to explain to me what was happening, what I should expect, and what would be the next steps I would take. When it first happened, and he spoke to me, and he said, be healed. I wrote it all down in my journal, and I'd study it every day. And yet, it didn't have the force behind it that it needed for me to experience the fullness of that healing. And I just want to interrupt real quick because he didn't say be healed. He said, you are healed. There's a difference because what he was actually saying to you, and this actually happened on your first visit of our spirit life circle, got a journal and the Lord gave that to you, but he said, you are healed. It's finished and it's done. Yes. What you taught me 
was that there's more than just the written word. The written word can be cold, it can be insensitive, but when you see Jesus in prayer, and when you begin to see what he's speaking, the way the people in the Bible did, Abraham saw the stars in heaven, and Daniel had visions, and Joseph, the husband of Mary, had dreams, and Paul had visions, and of course, the apostle John had visions. And when you begin to step out into that other realm, into that mystical realm, you taught me that I could see what God had spoken to me through his eyes. And so I asked him about this. I said, how, how can I see what was in your heart when you spoke that to me? He said, go look at the other prophecy that was spoken over you. Mm -hmm. So there was another prophecy that had come shortly after the time when I had, had seen him in, in that vision where he spoke the healing to me. And in that prophecy, I could see what he was thinking, what was in his heart when he spoke to me. He said, healing is your portion. It's available to you right now. I want only the very best for you, my child. Be healed so it is. And there was emotion behind it. And that emotion had the force, the power that changed it from just being dry words in my mind that I listened to, to the, the power, the emotion, the feeling, the anointing that moved it into yeah. the natural world. Yes. And I've been meditating on this. And there are scriptures that say, and of course we know, to to seek the Lord with all your heart, not have an undivided heart, not any doubt, not any unbelief. And so I asked him about that. Well, how do you have a heart that doesn't have any doubt in it? It was so easy. It's like, well, you just fill your heart with me. And it, when every part of your heart is filled with me, there's no room for anything else. Yeah, amen. And that's fabulous. What I have in my prayer journal now is Jesus told me that I can turn my thoughts to him at anytime. Yes. And with the eyes of my heart, which in our culture, we would call imagination, but in Ephesians chapter one, it's called the eyes of the heart. With the eyes of my heart, I can see him with me wherever I am at any time. Yes. And then with the ears of my heart, I can listen for his voice and I can listen in my thoughts. If I quiet myself, I can hear him. And sometimes I'll hear his voice and sometimes I'll hear a song. Those song lyrics will have a message and then I'll run and I'll look it up and I'll check out what the rest of the song says and there's a message in it. But then I can ponder what he is speaking to me. And usually I will take a deep breath. I will feel a deep breath. And he told me that's the Holy Spirit in you, rising up within you. And now I'm learning to surrender my emotions to him and switch from my feelings to his emotions and let his emotions give me that life and that force and that anointing. And then I have to choose with my heart to believe that I'm hearing him, I'm seeing him, I'm perceiving his emotions, I am perceiving him rising up within me and flowing out through me. I can speak his words after him. I can see what he wants me to do and I can act on it. But it's the emotion that makes the difference between it just being dry and being powerful and anointed. So yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. And you know what you said about it being a choice. People, this is the Romans 8 you know, power of the Holy Spirit within you, choice. 
that we have the privilege to have as new covenant believers. So good for you, Cindy. I have seen you move so far since when I first met you in just incredible revelation, awareness. You're walking it out. And I think you were rewarded for all of the things that you've learned, your surrender and your faith and your belief, because the Lord just New Year's Eve gave you a brand new special place. Yes. And uh, these listeners know very well what a special place is. So share where your new special place is and what some of the things are you have learned since the Lord gave you that new place. Well, he used to meet with me in a meadow outside of the city of heaven, underneath a tree that had all different kinds of fruits on it. I I believe it was a tree of life. The scripture just speaks of the tree of life having 12 fruits. But New Year's Eve, it changed. And he said, meet me in our garden. And then I saw this heavenly greenhouse, uh, an arboretum, like the botanical gardens. It's a building that is made of glass. It has the dome over the top of it, and all the walls are made of windows of glass. And we were in the middle of it, and there were paths going down either side, and there were shelves filled with flower pots. And these flower pots had all kinds of different flowers in them. And when I looked into the distance, looking down the row, it it was like it went forever on every side. And he said, this is my flower house. This is where I keep all of the blessings I have for you and for all of my people. Look, and you will see many different types of flowering plants. And stop. Take in the fragrance. Mm. My blessings come with sweet-smelling fragrances that refresh and bring joy to your soul. Love that. And before you go any further, I did want to say that the sense of smell is also a spiritual experience that we can have. Yes. Yes, it's even more than the seeing and the hearing and the feeling. It, it's all of our five senses yeah, we can experience in the spirit. Yes. The next, I'm on my little girl again, and he's standing next to me. And then he takes my hand and he leads me over to this white bench. And we sit down and he turned around and he chose a pot off of the shelf with one of the flowers. And he handed it to me. And he said, this is my plan for you today. And I looked at it and I saw these big white poinsettias. Mm. Now, this is right after Christmas. Everybody still has their poinsettias out. And he said, I celebrate the holidays every day. (laughs) Celebrate each day with me as a holiday in your life. Remember, holiday originally meant holy day. This is how I want you to view each day of your life with me, a holy day to be lived in my presence. And the scripture that matches that is Psalm 118.24, which says, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So then when I went to my email, I I was just amazed because there was an email from uh, Prophet Lance Walnow that confirmed the word. The very first line of his prophecy said, the voice of the Lord is coming to you in the garden. Amen. He certainly did. And then he said, uh, a little later on, he said, God wants to speak to you about what to stop and what to start, Mm. what to grow and what to prune for your expansion in 2022. 
Wow. Yeah, it's such amazing timing because it was on New Year's Eve. Yes. So, yeah, it's perfect timing. It really is. One of the things that we've talked about before is the memorial stone. Mm-hmm. That you take some some physical object and you put it where you see it often to remind you of the message the Lord gave you. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm busy crocheting a white poinsettia right now. It's almost done. <laughs> so Wait. Put it somewhere around my computer so I see it every day. And we are going to be talking about your crochet business at the end, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just the first flower that he shared with you, was it? No, he's he's been giving me flowers almost every day. And these flowers have different meanings. They have different symbolism. In the medieval age, the kings and nobles actually used flowers as their symbols of victory. If you've heard of the fleur-de-lis, things like that. So Mm -hmm. I was surprised to find that there's a lot of historical information about the symbolism in flowers. So I started looking up the flower that he would give me for the day. And I'd look at what the various symbols mean and what the historical significance of these flowers are. And then I could compare it to the scriptures. And it's so fascinating because one of the very first ones he gave me was the water lily. Mm -hmm. The water lily only blooms when it's fully immersed in water. Mm. And that's a picture of us being fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. Yes, in the in the living water. Yes, the river of living water. Yes. And the water lily, it turns out, is also in history significant because it signifies the resurrection. Because at night, the blossom closes, and then in the morning, it opens again. Beautiful. So it's a symbol of resurrection. But then I started looking in the scripture. It turns out in Solomon's temple, much of the temple was decorated with lilies. The capitals on the tops of the pillars in the, in the temple were in the shape of lilies. And the bronze sea, the laver, which was outside of the temple in front of it, behind the altar, it says that its brim was shaped like the brim of a cup, like a lily blossom. Mm interesting. And then, of course, Jesus talked about the lily. He used it as a subject of one of his parables. He said, consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his glory was dressed like one of these. Mm. But if this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, How much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? If you connect the message of the lily with the living water message that we already, we already knew it was living water, right? We connected with that, but there's a rest connected with being in the living water. There is a rest represents a surrender. It's really important. And in order for us to get the most out of our living water experience, it needs to be rest. I remember the Lord giving me a metaphor. I asked him how much rest, how much surrender do I need to do to be completely connected to you in the living water? And he showed me a rubber ducky <laughs> that was being carried down the living water, right? right? And he said, how much effort is this duck? And it was clipping. I mean, it was flying down the river. Uh-huh. How much effort is the actual rubber ducky contributing to its journey? And I said, none. 
other than it's just allowing it. And that's the big <laughs> message that we need to have. Don't swim up a stream against the living water. Just mm-hmm. let him take it, right? The way he showed that one to me was he told me, well, when you're in a car, the car is carrying you. You're not pushing the car. Right. And it's the same thing. You rest in him and let him take you. Right. Amen. The message of Jesus' parable was the lily does not struggle to provide for itself. Right. It just is. It's something he created for beauty and for enjoyment. And it's a beautiful example of seeking first the kingdom of God, not being anxious or fearful, but just trusting God to meet meet all of my needs, whatever it is I need. Yeah, amen. So you are receiving a different flower with a different journal message from the Lord, and then you're getting even more out of it by going, wow, that was definitely from God. I'm going to look more into what that topic could be in the Bible. And all of that's really part of what I want people to understand and take away from this conversation is that the Mm -hmm. Lord will speak to you through a filter that's curious to you. Like Mm -hmm. if I wake up to a song lyric, it's not just the few words that I woke up to, it's the rest of the song. Mm -hmm. There's more to it than just what you initially get. So asking more and seeking for more will get you more. When God gives you something through creative method, don't just take that little nugget, go for the meal, right? And so I love that about you, Cindy, because you always do dive in when God gives you something really cool. So we have time for one more flower. Of all the flowers you've learned about recently, what would be another one that you would like to share what God taught you through it? Well, that would be the red rose. When I prayed about it, he told me to choose a red rose. And he said that the red stands for his blood. And he said, go look at the Isaiah 53 passage again, more closely and see everything my blood covers. Mm. So we're all familiar with the Isaiah passage. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was laid upon him and by his stripes we are healed. And then 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes we were healed. Were, right. And accomplished. The meaning of griefs and sorrows is also, he took our sicknesses and bore our pains. So when you sit down and you look at all the different things in that passage, I came to this conclusion. I said, Jesus, your blood frees me from grief, Mm. sorrow, sickness, pain. This is a big one. Believing I was smitten by God. Mm. no lord it was you you were the one who was smitten by god yeah affliction wounding transgressions iniquities i think those two words speak to me one of them is i sinned by mistake i didn't mean to do it or i didn't do something i was supposed to and i missed the mark and the other one is i knew it was wrong and i did it anyway yeah he covers both of those but also bruises, chastisements. Mm -hmm. A chastisement is the act of scolding or punishing somebody. Jesus took our punishment. And then the big one is the lack of peace. Yes. 
You know what I remember studying about that verse when I was writing the Encountering the Healing of God book is that that section of scripture covers physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, Mm -hmm. all four of them, healings. Yes. He covered it already. So we can ask for and receive healing from the Lord because he's accomplished that by his blood. Yes. But there's something else I remember you saying about the rose that was really insightful. Well, the first thing would be that the past tense of rise is rose. Mm. And that word can remind us that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm. But the rose is a thorn bush. Right. And if you think of how Jesus took the curse Mm-hmm. And because of his sacrifice, because he loved us, because he endured the punishment in our place, now that curse is topped with this beautiful flower. It has velvety petals and it's fragrant. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of how he took the curse and turned it around. And now having him in our lives, in our hearts, is this tremendous blessing. It is a picture of the verse in John, the verse in John that promises that he turns all things around for good. Oh, yeah. And we know all things work together for good for those Mm -hmm. who love God, for those who are the called according to his purpose. I think it's Romans 8, 28. I think you're right. And no, that's absolutely right. He he took the thorns and he turned them into roses. Yes. And and the rose flower is on top of the thorns. Yes. Like under his feet on top of the thorns. And we're in him, which means it's under our feet too. Right. Right. Yeah. And Romans eight, you know, Romans seven is the chapter that says, oh, no matter how much I try, I can't do is what I'm the chief of sinners. So that that's Romans seven, but Romans eight talks about, but thank God for the work of Jesus Christ and the power to overcome all that, that we have with the Holy spirit within us. We call it the, the life, the power of the life of Christ Jesus within us. And so the rose is a beautiful picture of that. It was really just last week when Cindy shared this in our Spirit Life Circle. And, and I'm like, this is cool. I need you to get on a podcast and share about it. And the Lord has a plan for you, doesn't he, with this new uh, special place? What is he planning to do through you with this? Well, he's showing me different pieces. I'm working on launching a business And part of it is teaching people the techniques that I've learned from you and from the school, teaching other people how to hear God's voice and see Jesus in prayer. You're talking about dialogue journaling. Yes, dialogue journaling. Yes. And then he's also been giving me hints here and there about crochet. Crochet is something that I've always loved. I remember watching Mama crochet. She crocheted everything you could think of. I even remember being four years old and sitting in front of my grandmother's chair watching her crochet. So I'm pretty sure this is something in my blood. (laughs) When we were in the meeting last week, you said that after we discussed this with the flowers, that you saw a picture of the Lord giving me a book of crocheted flowers as a devotional, as a basis for a devotional book. So I've been praying about that. And 
well, yesterday when he took me into the, uh, the flower garden, the greenhouse, he told me to look more closely at the flowers. And so I was looking at the flowers and every one of them was crocheted. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he, he told me, don't be so serious. I created flowers just because they're pretty. You can enjoy things. It doesn't always have to be work. Right. So the idea that he can take this, this crochet talent that he's put in me and use it Today, he called it a parable. He mm -hmm. said, you can use crochet like a parable. You can crochet these flowers and use them as a way to explain to people things, to move from the natural to the spiritual, to move from the physical to the mystical, the way Jesus used parables. Right. He used, he used physical objects. He used flowers as parables. So it looks like part of what I'll be doing is creating crochet patterns of flowers and then using that to become the foundation for a devotional. And that sounds like an awful lot of fun. I think I'm going to really enjoy it. And it sounds it. like it's going to be a beautiful journey. Yeah, you know? journey is a good word. It's, it's a beautiful journey to have the Lord communicate to you that way and then reveal it. So, so yes, you are uh, teaching people how to dialogue journal. Mm -hmm. teaching people how to see in the spirit just like I do yes and and you teach people how to crochet mm -hmm. and you have also used that as a ministry crocheted items are comforting crochet students you know being able to share the gospel with them yeah and um, interact with people and uh, it's a, a very different way of looking at communicating the gospel message to people but see, God's a creator and he's, he just yes. loves to be creative and he speaks yes. in our language and that's your language. It really right? is. And that's and kind maybe, of one of the points I wanted to make just about this topic that we're doing today is that what I really will want to do. And when we get to the experience Jesus portion of that, after Cindy and I get off the line here, I will ask you, what's the creative different way that the Lord communicates to you that perhaps you've never ever realized that that thing that he shows you so clearly all the time is from him. I have a friend, Linda, who she sees clouds and the Lord speaks to her in the clouds. And she's like, oh, I got to do a cloud book. I take pictures of the clouds he's speaking to me. And then I capture a journal. God's creative. If that's your language, there's probably something, some way that's unique that God's communicating to you. And I really just want you to notice that that's God. So that's part of why I asked you to come on here today, Cindy. And we were just so blessed by it. How can people connect with you? Well, the best way right now is through email. I, I don't have my website up yet. I do have a Facebook page, but when you look it up, you would have to look up Cindy Feebig in Thornton, Colorado. Otherwise, I think you're going to end up on my granddaughter's page. And I'll make sure I put any correct links in this episode's pattyej.podbean.com site. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to add one more thing here. This was from a prophecy that was given to me a few years ago. He said, I want you to use all of the divine giftings I have placed within you, gifts that will glorify my kingdom on earth. The words that spring forth from your mouth will glorify my holy name, just as crafts made from your hands will do the same. 
Every gift is a blessing and every gift can bless a life. Amen. I'm so happy that you were on here with me, Cindy. You're such a blessing. You're such a treasure. And we learn so much from her every single week too. And this is an opportunity for me to plug Spirit Life Circle as well. It's not something I've talked about on uh, the Experience Jesus podcast really at all, maybe. If you are interested in learning how to exercise the gifts of the spirit in a safe community, I will put information about that in the bottom of this page too, but that's what we do. Once a week, we spend uh, some time and we share things that we're learning in, from the Lord and the Lord speaks through us and we have a group journaling experience and it's just, he just shows up, doesn't he, Cindy? Oh, absolutely. He just shows up every single, single week. And it's a real blessing. We have mentors internationally. We have 16 Spirit Life Circle mentors internationally. So for the most part, we're going to be able to find a group if you are interested that is in a time zone that you would be able to participate on Zoom. So if you're interested in Spirit Life Circle, please let me know that too. And I thank you, Cindy so much for being here today and God bless you. Well, God bless you and many blessings in this new year. Amen. Amen. We certainly need them. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. Maybe you know the unique and creative ways that God communicates to you, and maybe you're not sure. After you have played with God in the special place for a little while, sit down and ask the Lord to show you the unique way he created you. Ask him to show you the ways and the times that he's actually communicated to you in your unique language, and you may not have noticed. What kinds of messages were you unaware he was sending? Allow him to take you back in time and show you times where he has communicated to you using your unique filter. If you do know your filter, ask the Lord to show you how you can take it deeper. What is it that he wants you to know and do with it? If it is something creative and other people would be blessed by it, take all the time that you need and record it all in your journal.
Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation that I had with Cindy Feebig and learned a little bit about how flowers can reflect the kingdom and get insight into how the Lord speaks to you uniquely. And I hope you take that further over time with God. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.